Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of Life Lessons with Lisa and Lauren. You've got the two of us beautiful blondies here. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm Lauren. I'm not feeling especially blonde today. I'll explain why soon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be what our topic will be about, but we'll kind yeah, of not being you know, blonde we'll get enough, into that. clearly a topic. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us again. It's our hope that with our little podcast series here that we're doing that the lessons and the stories that we share might inspire you guys and gals to, you know, have a look at your life and maybe reassess what's going on so that you can step back into your personal power and create your own authentic version of yourself. And as always, we do have a little disclaimer and I'll let Lauren explain that. Yeah, that's my ass covering that I like to do. <laughs> the disclaimer is, guys, that this is just our stories, our experiences, our observations. There's nothing here that is a, a must do. Take everything we say with a grain of salt, figure out the bits that might make sense in your life and test it out. See what works for you. And if it doesn't, that's totally fine. You can disagree with us. You can test theories and decide it doesn't work. That is all totally fine. We're just here to share. So I hope that you get something out of it. That's what we're all about. And we would love to hear whether you agree or disagree with anything we've said, what you got out of this podcast. Yeah, and if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please, by all means, we invite you to share it with your family and friends or anyone who you think who might get either a laugh out of what we share or maybe need to hear some of the inspiration that we've got on offer because us wise women here and we do like to have our little chat. And saying that, today we're going to talk about... Um, how you already have within you the resources, the tools, the strategies, whatever it might be, to cope with whatever life throws at you. Because we feel kind of along our journeys that that's sort of something that we tend to forget sometimes. We find ourselves in a bit of a pickle or something hasn't gone to plan and things have gone off in a tangent that we really weren't expecting and so we tend to kind of beat ourselves up a bit and get down on ourselves and criticise and judge ourselves to a point that's quite self-defeating. So we wanted to just come in today and just remind you with a few stories of things that have happened to us lately that have kind of reminded us that we actually do already have those resources within us. And I want to start by asking Lauren about her renovation story because I feel like she's got some wisdom to share about that and and it'll kind of give you an idea of the, I want to say shit show <laughs> that she has been in and yet on reflection actually is coping with it really well because she already has those tools. So, Lauren, the floor is yours. Tell it, tell, the floor is yours. Tell us about your renovation story. Uh, well, I, this is absolutely, as we were saying before we hit record, Lisa, this is so much a first world problem. And it's not just a first world, it's a, you know, affluent first world problem. This is not a problem that a huge proportion of the, the globe has to deal with. And I want to acknowledge that I'm incredibly lucky to have this problem. So as I said earlier, I'm not feeling very blonde. And I don't mean that in the way that, you know, in high school, we used to say that I had my blonde moments when I just um, lose focus or became forgetful or said something stupid that happened quite often. Uh, no, it's because my hair is so freaking greasy at the moment that it looks brown. 
Uh, my dark, anyone out there who has dark blonde hair knows that it doesn't look blonde all the time. It's only when it's beautiful and clean. <laughs> so I am at the moment bathing in a bucket with a face washer, which is a little bit camping, a little bit too rugged and outdoorsy for my taste. <laughs> but we are in the middle of a bathroom renovation and I am so excited that this is finally happening. We bought this house, we scrimped and saved for, it felt like forever, but we saved up and we got our deposit together eight years ago and we bought something that was well within our means and needed a lot of work done to it. So we knew when we bought it that this bathroom needed renovating. It's a three bedroom townhouse, one bathroom. There are four of us that live here and it's very small, but it was what we could manage. So knowing that this bathroom needed renovating, we saved up again. And by the time we knew we could afford the renovations, we couldn't figure out how that was going to work. Like how do we renovate a bathroom while still living in the house? So, being that my partner is a questioner and everything needs an answer before we can start on something, we did a lot of research and a lot of prep work and eventually we decided that we could do this. Um, we found someone who would do the job for us because neither of us are especially handy and we decided that we could book a few weeks away. Um, again, very, very affluent, very lucky to be able to be in a position at this point in our lives where we can do that. Um, we booked a holiday, we booked the renovations to happen, and then, of course, COVID happened. And COVID. <laughs> it happened, and then it happened again, and it happened in some different ways. And every time we had a start date for this bathroom, something else happened just before the start date, and we had to postpone. And it was never anyone's fault. It was just how life was happening around us and to the people involved. And now it has been about a year, maybe even more than a year since we officially booked somebody to come and do this bathroom. And it started a week ago. Now, even just in the last few weeks, things changed. It was supposed to happen at the beginning of the month. And then um, the, the, the tradie that we've got um, who is doing most of this work for us, his daughter got COVID, which was awful. And of course he was in quarantine and had to postpone that. So we were away and nothing was being done. And so there was only a week that he was able to get some things happening while we were away. And then we have to be back in town and staying at home for my daughter to start back at school today. Um, for those listening relatively soon, that's, you know, the start of 2022, kids are having nasal swabs a couple of times a week. School is not what anyone expected. So mm. that's happening while we have no bathroom, no toilet, no shower. We are bathing in the laundry in a bucket with a face washer and because again plans didn't quite go as we intended we didn't have the porta potty arrive until this morning so we had yesterday and last night with no toilet in the house um so that was fun <laughs> all right for the boys who can go outside but my daughter and i had an interesting time learning how to use a jar <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's so, 
all of this is happening as Lisa said as we were chatting before we decided to record just like you know we've got this we know that we have the tools we need to get through we've got the the resources inside us that this is okay this is not that it's a pain and sometimes especially throughout the last year or so I have definitely felt like throwing a tantrum and sometimes I kind of have but for the most part you just deal with each thing as it comes and mm. it will be fine. And I am so, 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 so looking forward to having a bathroom that does not have holes in the walls or anything leaking or moldy inside of the walls that I didn't even know were there and explains a hell of a lot of the problems we've been having lately. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, it's going to be so, so beautiful. But I really want to know, what do you think have been some of the tools that you've needed and draw, um, you know, pulled out of your toolkit, to, for want of a better word, that you have actually needed to use during this time? Because it's been, right, 12 months, really, the process. Once you decided you were going to get your bathroom renovated to it now actually starting, it's been a 12-month process. So what have been some of those kind of mindset tools or emotional and um, spiritual tools that you've used that have helped you along that journey i think the biggest one the main one that stands out is good old this too shall pass because yeah. you know really it we knew it was going to happen it was going to happen when it was going to happen and one way or another we're going to make this work where like i said whether we are standing in a bucket and weeing in a jar like the very classy folk I feel today <laughs> I don't care I honestly don't care I'm just so glad that it's happening and I knew that from the very beginning it was we want this to happen and being upset about it taking longer than we would like is not going to make it happen any faster just knowing that it's happening accepting that it is going to happen and keep pushing forward that's that's the main thing for me just one step at a time this is all I can do now and I'm still going in the right direction I love that I love that and I guess it's having that vision you know you've got that vision of what it's going to be but you also have that knowing that it is going to happen like I feel like there's a lot of us out there that have a kind of a dream but we don't necessarily have the vision or even that sense of knowing that it's going to happen. We would love it to and we hope and we wish that it would happen. But there's something inside us that sort of is that doubtful, oh, no, I don't know how it's going to happen, so therefore it probably won't happen. And we've kind of got that, um, what do you call it, that dissonance and that kind of disconnect between what we want and whether it will happen. But having that deep sense of knowing that it is going to happen it's not even a possibility it is going to happen certainty is huge yeah it's given and given that we live in a time of uncertainty and really the everything <laughs> is everything is unknown let's be real we don't know what's going to happen in the future but when you feel in your bones that this is going to happen it gives you kind of, does it give you motivation and um, encouragement to keep going forward? Is that what it's giving you? I, I think so. I think there is just sort of a level of peace that comes with certainty. And 
that that sense of certainty is very new to me. I've always been very doubtful and not necessarily in a negative way. I've always sort of had this doubt as like a, like a shield, you know, mm-hmm. um, contingency planning, what is the worst that can happen? And so, and that has often served me very well. And I still use that as a tool is that what's the worst that can happen contingency planning, but using that hand in hand with the the outcome we want is going to happen. Here are some of the stumbling blocks that we might hit. And when those things happen, how do we deal with it? Because we know we have to deal with it in order for this other thing to keep happening that we know is going to happen because we can get stuck in that, um, in the uncertainty, it can be paralyzing. Like it can be really, really paralyzing. Like I said, this thing should have been done seven or eight years ago. Right. And yes, there were some things like, you know, financially we couldn't do it or whatever else was going on. But if I'd said this must be done, like if something had gone truly wrong, you know, there was a burst water pipe or something, we would have figured it out then and there and it would have happened. It might not have been as well planned as I want things to be and my partner wants things to be, but it would have happened you know, but we let the, I don't know if this is exactly what we want. I don't know if we can afford it. I don't know who will do it. I don't know how we can live in the house while it's happening. All of the, I don't knows were what were were paralyzing us to getting anything done. And I have seen this again, this is one, you know, story, but I'm sure everyone listening has seen or felt a time where they're paralyzed with that uncertainty, the fear of the unknown, and it stops them from knocking down relatively small barriers to get the thing they actually want. You know, like I said, I use the what's the worst that can happen all the time. I use it with myself, like it's a little thought game I play that I actually find quite comforting. It's like mm-hmm. if the bad if this bad thing does happen, how do I deal with that? And when I know, even though it's like a really unlikely circumstance I know how I'm going to deal with it so it's not going to be a problem and I use it with my kids like my daughter this morning I'm hijacking this episode by the way just oh look go for it because because the story is good and like I'm I want to chime in just quickly because that whole um whole uncertain versus certain sort of situation is because if we can tap into, and this is an inner resource that you already have, like even though things are uncertain and there's all of that going on in the background, the self-doubt and the questioning and I'm not prepared and I don't know what to do and all of those things that keep us stuck, when we can tap into the resource that we have within us that there, there can be certainty, I, can, I do have certainty, and if you can remember a time when things felt certain to you, you already have that. It's already within you, and so you can utilise that resource in times of uncertainty yeah. and, and help yourself to get unstuck. And I love that you have recognised that, even though things were uncertain and you didn't know what was happening, you still had this feeling of certainty that it would happen and it will happen. Yeah, you don't need to know those itty-bitty details. And that can be really hard for someone who's a control freak or someone who (laughs) always likes to have the contingency plans done. It can be really hard to just go, I don't know how, I don't know when, I just know. Like it's just going to happen. And like 
you know, I was saying we're using our very, very tiny, not very efficient laundry that the sink doesn't work, by the way, um, as our bathroom at the moment. And my husband said this morning, you know, it was a kitchen for us for between six weeks and six months to some degree or another when we renovated the kitchen. You know, again, that didn't go as planned. There were a lot of things that didn't happen in the order they were supposed to happen. And the laundry was our kitchen for a long time. We know we can do this, you know. And so, like I said earlier, my daughter started school today. Um, she's in year five, this is her first day of year five. And I, we're into now another year of uncertainty with schooling and how all that's going to go. And she's done really, really well, well, like surprisingly well for someone with her additional needs um, with all of the uncertainty that's been happening the last couple of years, especially around schooling. She's been so excited to go back to school and she's had her vaccinations and we did our little nasal swab thing this morning and she's she's all over it. But we got to school and she didn't want to get out of the car. She was trembling like a leaf. She was so anxious. She said she was going to throw up and that has happened before. So I was, you know, I mm. had no reason not to believe her. She just couldn't. She was so, so nervous. And I said to her, you've, you've done this before. You know, this it's not a new school. You know who your friends are. You know where your teacher is. Like, you've got this. But she was still so, so anxious. And we spoke, as you and I have spoke, spoke <laughs> <laughs> discussed yeah. before about, like, that little part of your brain that is there to protect you. Um, my daughter's named her, so we started talking to that part of her brain. And that helps a little bit. But she was really focused on you know, this is scary and mm -hmm. catastrophizing. Mm -hmm. So I find that when you're already catastrophizing, especially with a kid, rather than saying, no, don't do that, you're making it worse, that's just adding to the problem. So we run with it. I'm like, okay, so what is the worst that can happen? And this is something that we did when she was really, really little going to a birthday party for the first time. Um, she was so nervous what's the worst that can happen and she's like that i don't want to think about what's bad and i'm like but you're already thinking about what's bad tell me what's what's really bad what's the worst thing that you can imagine happening and you know for the birthday party it would be like i've forgotten the birthday present or somebody's got the same thing i have or we've got the wrong day or like all of these things that are just mm, not, not really not yeah very unlikely but even if they did okay so what do we do in those situations and then to sort of change gears a little bit I'd say okay but what if I think I've got one way worse what if an elephant crashes through the ceiling and lands on the birthday cake that would be so much worse than forgetting the present and she's like yes <laughs> <laughs> oh um, pattern interrupt I love yes, it you just did exactly. a big pattern yeah, and we just shut it off so yeah. this morning I don't know why but like animals are always the thing for her yeah um today I said you know what if you can't focus in class because there's a glittery orange elephant belly dancing outside your window that would be awesome that would be awesome so suddenly we're not panicking anymore yeah. we're laughing and thinking of these other things that could happen now that's not going to change how soon my bathroom gets renovated and it's not going to change whether or not she goes to the right classroom this morning or whether or not her friend is there 
on the first day or if they're homesick or something like that. It's not going to change any of the more likely things, but it just switches the mood a little bit. And as she gets older, it gets a little bit harder because she'll she'll giggle for a bit and then she'll go, yeah, but I'm, I am actually worried about this thing. But it gives us that circuit breaker, just yeah. stops us for a moment and goes, how logical is the problem we think we have right now? And maybe we can actually solve this problem. Absolutely. It's a lot easier to solve than an elephant crashing through the ceiling and squashing the birthday cake. Absolutely, because our minds tend to hijack us, like particularly with anxiety. That That's what it's doing. Your brain's going into that survival mode and so it's searching for all of these um, all of these things because it's uncertain. It doesn't know what's going to happen, so it's projecting all of these horrific things that could happen into your brain. And, yes, it's important to acknowledge and allow those feelings to just be there and sit with them. But I love what you've done with that pattern interrupt or that, like, circuit breaker because it then gives you some breathing space. Like, it stops your brain from going off on this rant and getting stuck in this loop that it's going on and gives you a bit of space and when you've got some space as in your daughter's case she could then reassess and actually go oh yeah none of that's true all of that is just made up stuff in my head I have done this before and it has been okay and what do I now need to do and I can take that first step or do that one thing that's going to get me a little bit closer to whatever it is wow we just went quite deep there that's really cool thanks for taking us there (laughs) you know you don't necessarily have to have these big long stories to get you through though it's those little things like I have done this before when is a time I've done something hard anything you know there's been times that I've I've spoken to my son about he hates trying something new and that's a whole extra story but um you know i like to remind him there was a time you couldn't walk you know all of us there was a time we couldn't walk most of us figure it out and you know speaking to new mums and they're all new mums are worried about their kids development and stuff but most kids are not still in nappies by the time they start school occasionally there are and there are different issues at hand there and that's not a parenting issue that's Mm -hmm. another issue entirely but for the most part like stressing about potty training or learning to read or speaking or anything like that aside from some more major issues your kid's going to be fine let them do it in their own time you don't need to push this kind of stuff they've done hard things before and later on you can point that out you know you learn how to speak. You learn how to play that instrument. You learn how to read and write. Like, you can do hard things. This stuff used to be really hard for you. And I learned all of those so things important. too. I know how to read and write. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's so important that as adults we remember that. Like, we get hung up on this, I'm an adult so I should know how to do everything and I should know what everything is going to be like and how it's all going to happen. But heck no we don't know what's going to be around the corner and that's okay and if we remember back to all of the hard things that we have already done and we have already achieved there is your kit bag of resources there are all the tools that you already have in your backpack ready for you to just go to and pull out at the drop of a hat 
provided you give yourself a bit of space to actually go, wait a minute, I've done something similar like this before. What did I do back then? And also taking that, you know, the analogy you use with your daughter, what is the worst case scenario? Okay, let's prepare for that. What can we do if the worst case scenario is going to happen? Yeah, always prepare for elephants. Just Yes. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to start using that with my um, my fem-empowered girls, my yeah. 10 to 13-year-olds. I think Perfect that's age. fabulous. Yes. Visuals, visualizations and visual representations are really cool ways to kind of connect the dots in your head, if you like. I love it. I'm sure there's some psychological reason I always choose elephants, but I think they're just funny. Like, yeah, especially if they're sparkly. I see that. That's funny. <laughs> and it just seems really unlikely that one's going to fly through the ceiling. But if it did, that would be a problem. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> be a big problem. But I love that. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our discussion for today. Is there any last sort of little thing that you would like to mention at all? before we sign off? No, I think I would really love to hear, I'd love to hear from our audience, but I'd also like to hear from you, Lisa. What's something that you can think of that you expected to be really difficult or was more difficult than you anticipated and you got through it, like you figured it out? Yeah, all right. Um, you know what? This happens to me day to day. I'm still in the... I still kind of every now and again go into catastrophizing mode. It's part of my anxiety, I think, and just that whole wide for survival situation. And I can honestly say that probably not every single day, but most days I get myself to a point. And, in fact, I was only reflecting on this this morning. I really, like, we were talking earlier about how, um, you know, the school holiday period is a time where I have these visions I'm going to get so much done. Now, I haven't been um, hands-on mum on running on the ground with kids getting ready for school and school holidays for a few years now, um, five, I think. This is my fifth year of no kids at home. But I'm still in that loop of when kids are, when we're on school holiday time, I still have lots of interruptions, even though my kids don't live at home anymore and, um I only see them probably school holiday time. Um, I've still got things interrupting me and the things that I want to do during the school holiday time. And so it was. it's really interesting to watch how my mind has been playing that out. I don't start projects because I'm waiting for an interruption. So I'm, I'm kind of preempting. It, and it's a survival mechanism. Like it's this whole fight flight thing. If I start something, I'll get interrupted. So there's no point in starting it. And I've noticed that playing out these, these holidays. We've had, I mean, you guys are listening to this a few weeks in, but back in Jan, December, January, I had all these wonderful plans of work, work things I was going to do, but I hadn't necessarily factored in the break over Christmas. We traveled away to visit family. Um, my kids coming home for a period of time to hang out with us and go camping and doing things like that, taking another trip away for a nephew's uh, significant birthday. And then 
another family member, oh, sorry, a friend coming to visit for a week. So that was an interruption. Then, you know, this is all over an eight-week period, then my daughter coming home again. So all of these little situations, while they're not catastrophes and while they're not significant problems in my life, they do prevent me from taking the actions that I want to do. I have noticed. I've noticed. Now that I'm aware of it, though, I'll be able to plan differently for it. But I guess that's sort of something that I've reflected on and the tools that I'm using now that I'm aware of it are pattern interrupt, like noticing when I'm procrastinating or avoiding work or making excuses for doing things. They're all my little strategies for not taking action. And knowing that I can do these things like you said I can do hard things because back when the kids were at school and I was a super busy mum running wearing 20 different hats and running from pillar to post I did get shit done mate I used to get a lot of stuff done so remembering those times when it was super super busy and there were interruptions allows me to you know bring those tools forward to now when I'm not as crazy super busy, but I'm still having the same response or reaction that I can do hard things. So I guess I'm reminding myself of those times um, when I was able to overcome whatever it was. I'm also remembering that I do have tools like patience that I don't have to do everything right now and it's okay um, that's a big one for me. I uh, feel like at 53 times running out, God forbid, it isn't, but <laughs> it's in my head that I still have time to get these things done. And if it doesn't get done, the world's not going to break, like things are not going to go pear-shaped. So remembering those sort of things is really cool. And I think that's testament to the work that I have done over the last 10 to 12 years of reminding myself that I do already have all the resources that I need to do whatever I want and be able to cope when life throws you a little bit of a curveball. It's all there. And I guess another thing that I do is just reflect, like I've got a journal and I do meditate. So there are a couple of the tools that I throw in just when I'm feeling a little bit scattered or chaotic or overwhelmed by everything. So just remember, remember, I guess, is my, my little takeaway from today. Remember that you already do have the tools that you need and you can do hard things. Yeah, I can be patient. I can do hard things. Yeah. Even if it doesn't feel good at the time, I can be patient. <laughs> I don't like when things go, go, don't go my way, but, you know, I can do it. I can deal with it. <laughs> of course you can. You absolutely can. And, yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear that. The, the Renos have started with the power tools again, so that's a good time for me to go on mute. I'm going to let Lisa wrap everything up. All right. Thanks, Lauren. So, guys, thanks so much for listening today. We really appreciate you being in, um, in our airwaves and tuning in. We'd love you to share your takeaways from today's uh, little episode. If there's anything 
in the future you would like us to talk about also, please let us know. You know you can catch us on our socials. We'll put all of our links in the show notes and we'd love to hear from you real, real soon. So take care, have an awesome day and thanks so much. Thank you, Lauren. Give us a big thank you and a wave. Thanks, everyone. All right, guys. Tuning in, uh, signing off, and we'll tune in next time. Bye for now.